Welcome to a parenting space actually designed for you, where you can get answers about navigating a life that includes autism. I'm Dr. Tay, and today I have a mini episode just for you. All right, y'all, today's mini episode is something I am like lit up about and I feel is so important that we talk about it. So it's this idea of presuming competence. What does that mean and what does it actually look like? That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So presuming competence is this idea that, yes, your child is autistic and that doesn't limit what their abilities are. A lot of times what we see with how autistic children learn is not that they're not learning, it's that they learn in a different way. And that we have these metrics as adults and as society that like we're expecting in return. And this is a us problem. This is not the autistic child's problem. And so what happens is because we have these expectations of what something should look like or expectations of what an autistic child can do, and I think this really comes up with expectations expectations of when an individual is non-speaking, what we assume they understand and they don't understand, we are limiting them. And it is not fair to their growth, to their development, and they will not thrive if you do not allow them to. That's just the nature of adult and child relationships. Children greatly rely on adults, particularly parenting figures, to drive the ship, to have control. They are trusting you. They give you their wholehearted trust. And so then when we don't presume competence, they're not going to push those boundaries and those limits. We have to create create that space for them. And so a real life example, I just want you to envision, oh, and I know this is some of your worst fears of like your child just sitting off by themselves, never being included in the activity. It was done in a couple ways, out of ignorance, not understanding, and making a lot of presumptions too. It doesn't matter if it's autism or not. And we cannot view everything in this context, in this lens of, is that their autism? Because then what ends up happening is we hyperanalyze it. This is where the medical model makes its way into everyday activities where we're just looking for the deficits. We're looking constantly to be like, oh, this child is different in these ways. And yes, autistic children are different. You know, they're neurodivergent. How their brain is wired thinks differently. But that's not building acceptance. That's not also showing the other kids of how how to interact with this child. Um, and I think that is so incredibly important. And so it doesn't matter once your child has that autism diagnosis. I talk about all the time that autism diagnosis unlocks things. It helps you understand your child. It helps you unlock services. That's why I think it is important to get the diagnosis. But moving beyond that, it doesn't matter. And we shouldn't always be thinking about is this autism? Is this not autism? And I think that's really important because I think what it does is it creates this limiting mindset that we automatically make assumptions about what this autistic child can do because of that. Transitioning because they didn't think that this child could transition because of autism. We still, inclusion is including the child. And so we can't make decisions for the child. This is part of building acceptance that yes, in circle time, lot of autistic children do. Basically being able to attend for long periods of time and all of that. And some of that in toddlerhood is 
developmentally appropriate too. But at least inviting the child, knowing, giving the child, giving the child the possibility. So important that we don't limit an autistic child because of their diagnosis. And I think it's so stigmatizing. It's so ableist just to assume something. And I was talking about non-speaking children. We assume that because they're not verbally communicating with us, it's super easy to assume they're not communicating. And that is like just factually incorrect. They're finding a way to communicate with you. you know, and we might not be noticing it, so we might not be reinforcing that. And all of that in the early intervention episode kind of dives into that further. But yeah, we can't make an assumption there's no communication there. So with this in mind, an example of this that I think is a beautiful example I started this fun little game, right? And the early intervention episodes dives into this more. But the child really wanted to be able to go out outside. That wasn't possible at the time, just logistically. And there were barriers to that. And I started putting the shoe on the child's head. And I was like, shoe on head. No, really animated, shaking my head, smiling, being silly, being playful. And then I'd put the shoe towards the foot, shoe on foot, yes. And then I was going, shoe on foot, on, off. Oh, and playing around and being silly, being engaging, giving gestalts to as part of this. So the child wasn't that engaged. And at the time, the child wasn't that motivated. And that was totally fine. I was modeling without any expectation. I did not expect that the child was going to imitate me, that the child was going to engage. I was just making it fun, playful, distracting from an activity that wasn't possible right now. No joke, less than 24 hours later, literally the child was putting the shoe on the head and saying, no, 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 and being playful. That is an example of why we have to presume competence. It would have been so easy for me, and I have to check myself all the time. It's not that I'm perfect and speaking from some high horse right now. It's so important that this is something we are constantly challenging. So I invite you to constantly challenge your thinking. Are you limiting your child? Are you placing expectations on them because of their diagnosis or how the traits present? All of that, right? And so I think that. One of the things is it would have been so easy for me to be like, oh, the child's not engaged right now. They're not interested. That Even that is like presuming confidence of what's possible for them right now. They're distracted by the fact they want to go outside. And it would have been so easy just to be like, oh, this isn't working. The child isn't listening to me. The child's not taking this in. The child's not learning, making all these assumptions, right? That wasn't true. The child was taking it all in. Your child is taking it all in. And so this is where also we got to be mindful of what we're saying in front of the child. Are we talking about all the things they can't do? Oh, we can't be doing that. They're taking it in. Even if their receptive language scores say they don't understand that much language, That's just a standardized test. We might not be assessing what they truly understand. These tests weren't made for autistic individuals and they're made based on neurotypical standards. So literally, that's how they're designed. So don't even assume that if your child's receptive language is low, that they're not understanding. And so we want to be modeling things. We want to be cautious about how we're talking of it. I actually had a parent on Instagram. I did a post that was like, 
what is something you want your child's pediatrician to know? And actually this came up, this idea of presuming competence. And the parent was saying, I'm so frustrated because the pediatrician will like ask all these questions in front of, and this was a highly verbal, highly gifted autistic child who's understanding everything. And literally the pediatrician was asking questions about what they were and weren't understanding. I don't remember the exact context of what the pediatrician was asking, but it was the pediatrician was asking questions as if the child wasn't in the room. And so we need really, really mindful of this. And so as a whole, presuming competence means that we are assuming we are doing more than assuming. We are actually acting as if and with confidence that your child is understanding things, that your child is taking in the world, that your child is learning, and they're just doing it the way they need to do it. And one other area that this can come up in a lot is that this idea that if the child doesn't look at you, they might not be listening. It's easy. Our, we've been trained as an adult like to make eye contact, to indicate that we're listening, right? And that we're acknowledging things. And so we assume that children need to do that same thing, but we don't need to do that. How many times are you on your phone and someone's talking to you and you got everything that they said? And some people are better at this than others, but largely let's not equate attention and focus with eye contact. That's another example of presuming competence. If we just expect that, oh, they need to have eye contact, we are disrupting their learning like no other because then they're having to think about making eye contact, which might not be natural to them, might actually be uncomfortable for them. And we've disrupted this whole process. One other example, real quick, before I wrap up this episode that comes to mind. So in, and I love this example, so Kayla Castro, it was in the episode about travel. She's a travel specialist, episode 62. She was talking about taking her, like traveling with her autistic son. And even for herself of understandably fear comes into play, hesitancy comes into play, but then being hesitant of what can my son do on this cruise? It was a Disney cruise. And she was really nervous. She didn't want to take him. She tells this story so beautifully. And in the episode, she ends up crying because she's like, if I didn't let him explore, I wouldn't have known what he was capable of. And my fear was holding him back. He ended up like exploring all these different foods he had never explored before. He ended up going into the kids club, which where no adults are allowed. And he made friends in there. And as a I, I like to say mama bear comes out, right? And I think I said this in the episode to protect your child. And sometimes your protection and your fear is actually holding them back and you could indirectly not be presuming competence. And so this, the point of this episode is to educate you on this topic, give you real life examples of where this comes up. And I, I, invite you to take the challenge to constantly challenge your thinking. And like I said, I'm doing this right alongside you. I find myself learning and evolving all the time and asking myself of like, okay, what can I do here to presume competence? What can I do here to have confidence in the child's abilities and know that this child is learning? It's just not our neurotypical ways. And we might not fully understand your autistic child's 
way of learning yet. The more you pay attention, the more you can start to see the patterns. But with presuming competence, we don't actually have to know that they are learning. We're just assuming that they're learning. We're embracing. We're going to keep exposing. We're going to keep modeling. We're going to keep teaching and supporting them. And we have no prerequisites for that. We are not expecting something in return. We are not expecting eye contact. We are not expecting, for example, and I need to do a whole episode on this. But we just had an episode a little bit on this on AAC devices, right? We model without expectation. And I think so often we want the kid to start using it so we know they understand it. Well, they might be understanding it in their own way. And so challenge ourselves. How can we presume competence? How can we trust in your child's learning and their abilities and keep supporting them? And I do this all the time. And guess what, y'all? I want to say this loud and clear. I'm proven wrong all the time too, right? This shoe example, I will say in the moment I wasn't like, oh, this is never working. I just kept doing it, but I definitely never thought he was going to do it the next day. I would have thought I would have had to keep exposing him to it several times for it to become a routine, but nope, one time that was enough. So even myself, I, when I see these wins, I check in with myself and I'm like, did I presume confidence there? And I'm okay calling myself out on this and I encourage you to do the same. All right, y'all. This was a fiery topic of mine because it's important. It's so essential, especially living in this neurotypical world. This is an example of modeling acceptance and really promoting acceptance. And how can we challenge the status quo? Our brains are really wired to want to stick to the status quo, to think that is the only way. And in turn, by doing that, we we limit the autistic children. We limit your autistic children. I limit the autistic children that I work with. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're going to mess up. But I think if you can go into constantly challenging, are you presuming competence, your child's going to thrive even more than they already are. All right, y'all. That is a wrap. Thank you for listening. I don't know. I feel really compelled right now to say I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Something about this episode, I mean, it's always true. I want to hear your thoughts. You can always DM me. But in particular, let me know what you thought about this episode. What came up for you? I would be so appreciative. Send me a DM and let me know. And if you love messages like this too, you go hit the five stars. That would mean the world to me because that shows me too that I'm on the right track in creating content and creating episodes that really you find value in. But let's keep this conversation going. I mean that. So don't be hesitant. DM me, especially on Instagram, but anywhere, any of my social media accounts, I love connecting with y'all. All right. Bye. This episode was meant to be short and sweet. Full-length episodes air every Wednesday with many episodes like this sprinkled in between. So subscribe now so you don't miss the next one. And if you want to inspire a future episode, because that's how we roll over here, ask me a question on any of my social media pages for a chance to have your question featured. Bye, y'all, and I'll see you soon.